Hi guys, welcome to our podcast, the December podcast. I'm Aisha, the Vice President of the Film and Book Society. So for today's actual podcast, we're going to be discussing a book called A Treasury of African American Christmas Stories by Betty Collier Thomas. I'm sorry if I said the name wrong. Um, So this book is basically a collection of Christmas stories written by African-American journalists, activists and writers from the late 19th century to the modern civil rights movement. Now, it was originally published in African-American newspapers, journals between 1880 and 1953. So these enchanting Christmas tales are a part of like black literary sorry, tradition that flourished after the Civil War. So alongside with this podcast, with the Film and Book Society, we also have a member of the Chocolate Society, um, Anissa, who is also with us today. Um, I just wanted to ask you to introduce the Chocolate Society, like what are the values and um, just to talk a bit about the society, if that's okay, Anissa. Yeah, that's fine. Um, So I'm from Aston Chocolate Society, which is a new society that came about this year. And basically the values of the society is to bring awareness to slavery within the chocolate industry. Yeah. Um, so to do that, we showcase and spread brands that we think are ethical. So if you go onto our Instagram page, you c- we do posts of um, different chocolate brands. And um, a- alongside that, we also share movements against slavery. So mm-hmm. for example, um, the president recently did a tribe challenge which is uh, using only fair trade products and the last thing that we do at the chocolate society is to enjoy chocolate <laughs> yeah definitely it's so lovely having you on the podcast now I just wanted to ask you guys what did you think about this this book this collection of stories um I really enjoyed it and it was just such a different take on Christmas stories and what we're used to like the Christmas stories that we're used to hearing and even even just the way it talks about Christianity in a different way it was it was just so yeah educational and informative in that way but it was so entertaining at the same time because th- there are stories but you just learn so much from them I think definitely yeah I thought the book was amazing um I thought it was really um amazing how it brought to light the black experience uh, especially within uh, America back yeah. in the 1800s and the 1900s which is I feel like it's an experience that we don't really get to see um so the fact that it's been preserved through these uh through this book is amazing the one the story that I found the most uh interesting was actually the carol of color by Mary Jens I just okay. I thought it was so simplistic mm-hmm. but it had a lot of message to it which is why I just found it amazing Wow, that's really, really interesting because there's like quite a few selection of short stories and I just browsed a few, but yeah, that's really cool. But what about the others? Like, what do you guys think? Which was your favourite story and why? Oh, I read Elsie's, Elsie, yeah, Elsie's Christmas. Yeah. And that one was just so cute. Like, it was just really like sweet and innocent in a way, but it was also really like heartfelt because obviously the mum was waiting for the dad and yeah, uh, it was just really like heartfelt and I was like, you know what and then the fact that he he comes at the end it's like yes like that's what Christmas is all about it's about family and being mm-hmm. together and just spending time with each other and yeah so Alice's Christmas was like a really nice and sweet one for me see I feel like this collection of stories it's really like captivating just like 
hearing from these different like authors and like you know their kind of representation of Christmas and that goes on to like my favorite story of the whole collection actually to be fair I liked every story but this was the one that kind of stood out to me the sermon in the cradle um it was actually published in the crisis it was like um a journal in 1921 and it refers to Jesus Christ as the king of the blacks now it was written by a guy called Okay, it's French, so I'm sorry, my French accent isn't great. W-E-B Dubois. Dubois. Yeah. So he was actually... Oh, sorry, no, he's not French. He, well, his, his name sounds French, but uh, he's actually American, sorry. <laughs> he, he was an American soci- sociologist, historian, civil rights activist, uh, author, writer, editor, you name it, he was literally everything. And the reason why I really like the Sermon in the Cradle... It was published in, as I said, December 20, 1921, and it represents Dubois' like, most unique spiritual short kind of story. He retold the story of Jesus' birth as if it happened under European colonial rule in Benin. Um, so he wrote the nativity prophecy of the Hebrew prophet Isaiah. So this is like a quote from it. And thou, Benin, in the land of Nigeria, art not the least among the princes of Africa, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my n-word people um so i just really really like this the way that he wrote this because it's actually like at the time he wrote the sermon in the cradle dubois actually organized two pan-african congresses in 1919 and 1921 so there was like international meetings that are held at the time in africa um sorry held at the time where america was emerging as like a global superpower it's significant because he chose the story and teachings of Jesus as one way to creatively narrate um, these larger global concerns. So I thought that that was really interesting, the way he kind of like added um, like the African history into this. So like the whole crisis, the, the crisis, which was the journal that this actual story was in, it kind of like brings our attention to the understudy role of African history in the 20th century and the role of America as well so I thought that that was that was really interesting because he explores like black church black churches like black history a lot and it kind of gives readers like a black Christ so yeah the diversity is definitely there so I really really enjoyed that so if you had the chance uh to read this like collection again like what other like story would you like to read I'm not. I'm not too sure, but I think I think I would like to like, actually like take the time and sit and read them all, because yeah. I just found the concept of you know the three wise men, about the, them all being different races. So one being Greek, one being a Hindu, and I think I can't remember what the other one was. But essentially, there was a bl- uh, a black and a brown and a and a white like um wise men Mm -hmm. so one each yeah and so i really want to read them more and just to get more of a concept of what that actually meant and how that actually worked and where that came from because i found that so interesting because i never knew that before that was something that i learned through reading i think it was um oh that that poem that anisa was talking about that one Mm -hmm. and so i was just so interested i was like I never realised that this was a thing. So I want to read it again and see if I could learn more about where, that, where that's come from. Definitely, definitely. What do the other two think? Anissa, Mara, what do you guys think? If you had the chance to like go back to the, the book, would you? which other, other story would you like to read or look up so, on? 
Yeah, so um, the carol that I was talking about, it did mm -hmm. have um, each of the three wise men being from Greece, uh, Egypt and India, yeah. which is why I loved it so much because it very much described um, like the three different races that came together at that time. And it also brings to light the fact that um, the Western version of Christianity is very Eurocentric. Definitely. Whereas it's actually thought that Jesus was actually black, as it says in the poem. Mm -hmm. um, so the end of the poem ends with a really poignant line saying, like, the brown smile of the of the boy, um, mm -hmm. which I thought was amazing. So another uh, story I'd like to read from there was probably uh, the one that you mentioned, Aisha, because mm -hmm. it, yeah, it just sounds very Yeah, the sermon in the cradle, even though it's like, I think it's only like a page and a half, it's just so interesting the way that he wrote it as well. Like, he he's not actually, like, coloured, like, he's not a black person or a coloured person, he's a white person, he's trying to preach equality, and he's trying to, like, raise awareness to this, and this is what I really like about that. And even, like, the use of language that he uses in this text, it's like, he uses blessed, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times eight times like in this paragraph he was like blessed 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 and just like that repetition like blessed are you black folk blessed are you and it just kind of shows that he's trying to like put his point across which is really really interesting but um yeah like what do you think about the language and like the stories that you read like was it repetitive what, what did you see like any patterns so for mine it was very simplistic yeah um just very easy to understand and the sentences are very short like a typical poem definitely wow that's really good what about you amara um so my story was published in december 8080 so which shows the language is like quite different from which is like which it is today yeah um the writer used semicolons in between too mm -hmm. much of usage of semicolons but i think like if we compare today's language, it should have been comments instead. And also the like the story was taken from she mm -hmm. made it all by herself, but she tried to portray her real life scenario, which yeah. she, she saw with her own eyes in her village in Philadelphia. That's mm -hmm. something quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to ask, like, has anyone actually like read this book before we kind of read it for the the whole podcast no 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 never because heard we have never. Like, never heard of it yeah why do you think that is because the the way christianity is taught is yeah. uh, like any said is so western so eurocentric that Definitely. we've never even considered the fact the fact that jesus at one time was considered to be a black person yeah. and i feel like the whole issue of like race is really reflected in the writing of these stories because it's so racial and mm -hmm. it it's very clear in you know jesus is black and the horsemen were from india and egypt and greece and it's very clear about that and you don't really get that in normal traditional western sort of Definitely. christian writing it's because that sort of western view of christianity is is very like it, there's no explicit whiteness in that either to like yeah one of a better words no whiteness in western christianity because it was just a given that you know jesus was mm. white and he's definitely gonna, like, save us all. It's, 
Yeah, it's like the Christmas stories that I grew up with. I feel like it's the same for you guys too. Like we just talked about how it's so Western. Yeah. Like they were all exclusively featured white characters, right? Like A Christmas Carol. And it's just with this collection, like many of the stories suggest that Christmas brings out the worst as well as like the best in people. That the Christmas spirit doesn't really resolve systematic injustice and it kind of brings this out. So overall, it's a very powerful and convicting kind of like book which I really really enjoyed it was very fascinating because I've never actually heard of this book like you know even before this like podcast is you know our December theme and this is what we want to raise in our like society like we want to like look at books that aren't western and aren't white or europe european so this is this is very interesting this is great so um I just wanted to ask like how do you think this kind of represents Christmas like I know we talked about like race, like including everyone, but like, what is the true meaning of Christmas? What do you guys think? It's a difficult one, I think, because I think uh, in the UK, obviously, we're just so diverse, and it, it yeah. feels like that no matter what race or religion you are, you you will partake in Christmas in some way, and obviously, yeah. for a lot of us, even here, Christmas isn't a religious thing at all. It's that's true more of a, a a british culture sort of just a festive period sort of thing so i don't think christmas obviously originally is about you know the birth of jesus and yeah. the religious aspect of it but it's what it that symbolizes it symbolizes this sort of coming together this hope and family and all that so definitely in in definitely. that sense christmas is so much more than just the religious aspect of it definitely I feel like in today's society we kind of like we don't as you said we don't really look at the religious aspect we kind of just think of it as like oh giving gifts out and stuff and like receiving gifts ourselves like we forget about that but we also need to remember that it's all about including everyone like Christmas is a thing for everyone even if you don't like like celebrate it I think it is just part of the British culture but um, I also wanted to ask like does anyone actually celebrate Christmas here yeah so you do, Mara. Okay, what do you yeah, do then? Yeah, we are doing. So basically, yeah. today, even today morning, I was decorating yeah. Christmas tree with my cousins. It's just a bit of fun. Even though I am not Christian, mm-hmm. but I believe this brings all of us together. Even Definitely. If, like, for not for a religious reason, obviously. But this is a time where we are like giving and receiving gifts from people, sharing love and happiness, reminiscing the old times which we had with our old friends. Literally. It's just for fun. Yeah, going through the culture tradition that's it yeah we are, we are even gonna have christmas dinner hopefully Aww. it's just yes, not, like it's just not necessary that we need to follow that religion we can't do it even if we don't follow the religion yeah it's just for fun with each other definitely that's the same with me because i don't actually believe in any god or anything so like for me it's just i i celebrate any kind of like like religious event like What's that Jewish one? Han- Hanukkah? Ha- Hanukkah? Hanukkah? I celebrated that because I had a few Jewish friends. And that was really interesting because I love experiencing new culture. Christmas because, you know, we're in Britain, might as well. Um, Eid. I celebrate Eid because I have a lot of Muslim friends. Uh, Diwali. Sikh. Hindu. I-, I just really like that. And Christmas is definitely, like, incorporating all that. Um, what about you, Anissa? Do you celebrate Christmas? And if you do, why? So, yeah, um, every year my family do have a Christmas dinner. Um, I feel it's more just the culture and yeah, uh, having something special to do on Christmas Day when there's nothing else to do. Definitely. And 
Also, I feel like within winter, because it's such a long season and it gets so dark so quickly, I feel like Christmas is needed just because it brings a lot of light into an atmosphere that would otherwise just be kind of drab and boring. So I feel like it's it's more so a vibe that you have when you go out. Um, So I do like um, going to see Christmas lights and stuff like that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I completely forgot about the Christmas lights. Like this year, we're not even going to have any um, German markets, which is so sad. Because I really, used to, I used to buy those battered sticks, those churros. Cheer- sure. That's it. I yeah. used to buy those. <laughs> I used to buy those. I keep saying battered sticks. I'm sorry. I used to like look. Yeah, I used to like buy that a lot. Uh, what about you, Tamvir? Yeah, Do you celebrate um, Christmas? And... Yeah, I'm the same as everyone as you guys. Yep. Christmas dinner every single year. Presents, the whole shebang just yeah. without the religion and honestly mm-hmm. it's just an excuse to see family exactly it's just an excuse to see family oh it's christmas let's like go to yeah. this house and because like everyone's like off like we have those two weeks off of like school and work and whatever yeah you have the time to actually like get together that you don't necessarily have like during the year as much do you do you guys feel like christmas is going to be a, a lot different now because we don't really have well, we can't. Well, we haven't got a lockdown, right? But do you feel like it will be different because we were not able to like travel as far to like get to our families and stuff? Well, like, what do you guys think? Definitely, but I just think people are waiting just for things to go back to normal again, and then as soon as yeah. like you know we're all like vaccinated or whatever, or as soon yeah. as it's safe, it's just gonna go back to normal. And I think everyone is just waiting for that point where it can. Yeah, go back definitely. To I feel like everyone's waiting for that that sense of normality. And since we have a vaccine, we just got to wait for our turn now because yeah. we're going to be last on that list yeah, right def- now. We're definitely bottom so, of Yeah, literally. Yeah, uh, I just think because of the all the preparation that's gone into um, reducing COVID rates before Christmas, that it's yeah. going to, they're trying to make it as normal as possible. So for like students being tested a couple of weeks beforehand and then going home. Also, like, news of the vaccine is so close. Like, I've had workmates who are getting the vaccine this week. It's wow. it's so close. Um, so I think, hopefully, things should go back to normal. Oh, really excited. Okay, that's great. That's great. But, like, I just wanted to ask, like, okay, so if you guys were, like, people who actually made, like, the school curriculum and stuff, like, how would you kind of incorporate this whole Christmas idea into, like, the school curriculum? And kind of, like, link it to this book as well. Because, like, if I was, like, a governor or something, if I was, like, in charge of, like, building this school curriculum, I feel like we definitely need books like this. Like, I've never heard of a book with, like, African-American, sto- like, like stories, you know? Like, I haven't haven't heard of it. And the fact that Chloe actually got this book for us, it was amazing. So thank you, Chloe, who's the president, by the way. So... Like, yeah, I would definitely incorporate stories like this. But what do you guys think if you were, like, in that kind of particular position? I think in RE especially, I think when Christianity does get taught Christmas, I don't think Christmas really comes into, like, the teaching of Christianity. It's more about, you know, Jesus and Jesus' life and how he died on the cross. Um, And I think it would be so interesting to give students this perspective on jesus and who jesus was uh just to see what they think about it and whether that changes things for them like the way they think about christianity yeah because i feel like because obviously britain is a christianity country like 
Christian countries. Yeah. We already yeah. have our own preconceived notions of Literally. Christianity and what it is and what it means. So I feel like to give students this perspective, I think, would just be so amazing in kind of like diversifying that conversation on Christianity and Jesus and who it was. Definitely, definitely. Just just you know opening out opening it out a bit more like you know de- decolonizing the curriculum because i feel like i've seen so many articles nowadays it's like crazy this whole this whole movement from roads must fall it's just it's just crazy how it's like expanded so yeah what about you anisa what do you think so i feel like um when you join high school and you're studying all like yeah. the different texts in when you're in your younger years there's no harm in just bringing the story like this to the curriculum yeah um, definitely, definitely. because uh, even though you can assess this during GCSE as well because it's a really interesting topic to talk about yeah. I feel like um, it could really easily just be converged into the cu- current curriculum that we have uh, so that's how I feel definitely. it could link in but it's just up to the government really <laughs> yeah I feel like they are listening now because there's so many articles so many petitions I've actually had like because I signed up to this don't don't judge me I'm a nerd but there's like this site <laughs> right where you can actually sign up to it yeah and then they send you kind of like petitions that are like that that kind of align with your own values so I kind of signed up for these like petitions that were based on like decolonizing the curriculum so they sent me petitions out via email so I can like sign up to them and stuff and most of them are talking about like the curriculum as well as like statues which is quite interesting we should definitely have a talk about that that's really interesting but um yeah like it's just it's it's getting bigger and that's that's a good thing in a way so yeah what about you Amara what do you think I would have put it on the syllabus if I put it on the syllabus then obviously students have to go through it in order to get get marks in the exam would you mean like this book in the syllabus or just not in general in general not okay. christmas or those kind of stuff yeah. introducing various cultures because i think it plays a various important role in our life because definitely. obviously uk is a diverse country so people should know about each other over here definitely definitely so it's a duty of the government to introduce it in introduce it everywhere in school so that yeah. students are educated what they could like also go through like general knowledge classes where they like where they could introduce various diverse cultures Mhm. Definitely. That's a great. That's a great issue. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I'm gonna start a petition and be like, we need to do this. Like Christmas. Like for me, when I look back at like my, my high school years, like Christmas was all about like, like when I thought of Christmas, I just thought of like you know getting gifts and stuff. I never really truly understood like it. It isn't just about getting gifts and giving gifts. It's all about like being together, inclusiveness. And this is what this book is trying to talk about. So I'm glad that we discussed this book. Um, just to like round things off, like what are your favorite Christmas movies? I love the Barbie movies, like the really old ones. <gasps> oh my gosh, say okay, right. Have you recently watched any of them or? I rewatched the Christmas Carol one. Yeah. Which is really fitting. Yeah, um, But definitely. it's with Barbie. So it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, also Home Alone. That's so funny. That's I remember really the. Good. Do you guys remember Bratz? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. The Bratz Christmas movies. Oh, that was on, and I was just watching it. Gosh, I'm such a shadow. Okay, never mind. But what about um, what about you guys, Tampa, Amara? What are your favorite kind of Christmas movies? For me, either Home Alone or Elf. Yeah. 
And so during Christmas, our whole family starts watching the series Gavin and Stacey all yeah. over from start. Gavin and Stacey. Everybody does that, right? The Christmas episode is like repeated twice. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say nativity, to be fair, like Mr. Poppy. We all need a bit of Mr. Poppy, right? <laughs> and Pride and Prejudice, even though that's not really Christmassy in a I way. feel like romance movies just fix with, yes. fix with the Christmas season mm, really good. Definitely. Yeah. Have you guys seen that movie Last Christmas? It actually has Amelia Clark in there and that fit Asian guy, but I can't remember his name. Oh, from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, 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 him. That was such a good movie. Me and Chloe watched that in the cinema. It was so, so good. Definitely watch that. You can like rent it and it's only like three pounds on YouTube. Thank you so much, guys, for, you know, coming in this December podcast with Christmas and discussing this amazing, diverse kind of book that we discussed with, like, African-American, like, history. And, yeah, it was it was a great, it was a great collection. I definitely recommend it to anyone who wants to, like, have that, you know, that diverse kind of, like, Christmas outlook. Um, thank you also to Anissa, who came from the Chocolate Society. It's so lovely having you on call, and it was great to hear your, like, like opinions about this book. So thank you so much for that. And uh, I just want to round off the podcast by saying that next month's theme is actually classics, so get ready for that. I am super excited because classics are, like, the best. Um, thank you so much. Um, see you guys soon. Have a good Christmas and a Happy New Year. This episode of the Aston University Film and Book Society podcast was researched and hosted by Isha Swan and edited by Chloe Bailey.